0: hello and welcome to another episode of no place to merge i'm your host topo
1: gigio i'm your host topo chico pierre
0: noel mm. um and today's episode is brought to you by
1: fingerboarding i think oh yeah
0: um tech 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 tech, tech. thank you for sponsoring the show tech tech
1: for all your fingerboarding needs i appreciate you Ride them on the walls, ride them on the floors, ride them on the desk, ride them on the ceiling. Ride them on the doors. Ride them on the doors. Should have gone
0: for doors. Should have gone for doors. <laughs>
1: that Ah. <been> right. um, <sighs> How you doing? How you doing, man? Daniel, I'm doing really well. Caleb, I don't think this is going to be a good episode unless we transparently disclose to the listener that I thought we were recording yesterday. Oh, yeah. Because I thought yesterday was Friday. And then <sighs> you took the time to explain all of New Alpine to me i did we actually
0: hung out on zoom for like two hours without recording
1: yeah and we walked through so much code we did and it, it was so cool and now you've tweeted about it i did i did so now we can talk about it
0: yes we can that's great
1: it's great daniel it is great because i've had i've had the weight of a secret for a while now yeah for like it's it's not great to have the weight of a secret
0: Um, so what is the secret
1: well I was under the impression that you were not telling people that you were rewriting things
0: yeah you know so secrets are tough with me because I you know I like start exactly like I started just not telling anybody and I was doing that for a while and then and then I like told a few people but I didn't I didn't want anybody to say anything so I was just like yeah don't say anything And then I just slowly started talking more and more about it, and now I'm like, "Let's talk." It wasn't a secret anymore. Yeah. So. uh,
1: Anyway, now it's officially not a secret because it's it's been a tweet. Officially
0: not a secret.
1: Officially not a secret. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you're doing a big rewrite. Doing
0: it. Rewriting everything. I didn't think I was going to rewrite everything, but actually, everything JavaScript related. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you're not a you're not a man who abides old code well. (laughs) that is very true my friend you just gotta keep it fresh gotta keep it fresh i really like caleb the thing i really like like about your rewrite the most and the thing i like about like the direction that you go when you make code new Mm -hmm. is that you make it into little blocks of lines
2: Hmm.
1: like uh like modular imports of a bunch of things like it, mm. the way that you're doing you, all your sort of livewire module stuff yeah now and alpine modules also um yep. and it all reminds me of the way that like the middleware in livewire was registered you know right right like i just like the pattern of like there here's a big top file here's where we register line by line each of the things yeah and then they're just going to get stacked up and run through
0: yeah yeah it's like and like
1: that's all like very laravel aesthetic right like that's how you would register middleware or that's how you would register uh like whatever policies or you know facades or anything like laravel's full of like files where it's like here's a bunch of lines that are very similar where they just register things yep and it's like this is the place you go if you want to remove one or add one or reorder them or whatever i like that yeah that is the thing i like
0: that's i mean that's what it all trends towards for me yeah is like
1: the arc of programming is long yes (laughs) it trends towards files of registering other files yeah
0: um yeah i mean that's what i aim for but like so in theory like i would love it if these rewrites like specifically the livewire one because that's the one that i'm into right now Mm -hmm. if every concern was its own module like meaning it's its own file And it just exposes functions. And the concerns of it are leaked nowhere else in the code base. So you could just drop a file. Like if the file is called loading.js, you drop the file. And now there's no concept of loading states in LiveWire at all. And then you put the file in and then there is. So then when you know there's, oh, there's a problem with loading, oh, you go to the loading file and it's somewhere in there.
1: Somewhere in the loading. Yeah. And this is the same benefit that you get, uh, or the same family of benefit that you get by doing the modular development stuff that we do at work where it's like oh there's a problem with exams well it's in the exams folder yeah. somewhere so right. i can do like a, a find in files on this subfolder and say like you know where is the thing that's getting used
0: yep yeah separating things out by the thing that they're concerned with i guess yeah. that's like the most you like
1: separate them <laughs> by concern yeah yeah like take all the concerns it- and then separate them <laughs> right <laughs> Um, but the this is the, a really cool idea that we invented <laughs> we should write a book
0: <laughs> the gang of two uh-huh um, Daniel What's so up, but the, the, the things that battle you on this yeah. this journey mm-hmm. is like you need to know about other stuff that's yeah. the problem how so, do you deal with knowing about other stuff you
1: know here's what we have opted to do is just don't care that much about the separation and just allow things to access each other
0: yeah so in application code i think i've learned like a huge separation my application code philosophy is so much different than my like framework writing code philosophy
1: which i think is good right because if it wasn't then you'd have really crazy applications or really bad frameworks one or the other yep
0: yeah yeah, so I I think like I'm with you in application code, but in framework code, like it's crazy. It just always bites you, you know. Yeah, it's like it gets to this point where everything deals with everything, and everything's passed everywhere, and debugging becomes the worst thing in the world, and state gets like mutated in ridiculous random places and whatever. So yeah, but like in theory, it would my life would be so much easier if I didn't care about the API, if like right, like if I could just be like here's the update function that you pass so like in in livewire like there's requests and responses to the server there sure are like let's say that like you just there's like a request builder based on some action like a click and then if you want to send it you pass it through the updater that handles you know updating the server and then the response from that goes into the response handler you know function that is responsible for that and so the code base could be so like modular and beautiful if the api was garbage right but because you have to provide like a nice the thing is is like i think people think better in i think i think better like in using a tool when things are entity atized you know really domainy mm-hmm. like a live wire component that you can call mm-hmm. a method on you know like that's a good mental model but from a like are a... you
1: familiar with the concept of a sin eater
0: um no but i think i just maybe maybe have intuited it like
1: yeah okay cool that's fine it it, it means what you think it means okay. but like i feel like framework maintainers are sin eaters right it's yeah. like i'm gonna take this pain and this this shame and this mess and i'm going to take it on myself and i'm going to carry the weight of this necessary bullshit yeah so that you the user can have a very nice API. <laughs>
0: right. And that's and, the, and then the holy grail is how is like
1: one day you absolve yourself of all of these sins.
0: Yeah. Like hopefully you can discover the right abstractions that reduce. And the that's sins why that you're eaten. constantly
1: rewriting is that you're like trying, you're you, trying like to try and already assumed thing. the mess. Right. Yeah, so it's like yeah. this is my mess. Right. So first iteration, I'll just write it messy. Right. You know, yeah. and then second iteration, I'll try and clean up some of the mess and Blah, blah, blah. but it's like it's my mess to clean right and it, now it, it doesn't have to concern the user how i clean it yep yeah so exactly you go off into your ivory tower and, that's and the clean thing your that, mess
0: that it's like i also recognize that like liveware is pretty stable alpine's pretty stable they're both like both like have settled down you know mm-hmm. and so for users of it it's like oh you're gonna do all this work and uproot this stable system
1: it doesn't matter to them yet but that's because no one's had enough time with Alpine to become the type of Alpine developer who knows the Alpine source.
0: Yeah, and I, I right? don't think that that's so, like, even an adventure. If, al- yeah.
1: if Laravel was written shittily, yeah. then there would be an upper limit on how good of a Laravel developer you could be because you couldn't easily be familiar with the source of Laravel. Yeah, But because yeah. Laravel is written nicely on the inside, yep. for the most part, um, like... I can know, like, just right now, I can tell you how the router works, or I can tell you how, you know, how some Laravel internals work, because I had to read them so that I could write other code, you know? Yeah. And so, like, at some point, people are, like, I know a little bit of how Alpine works, because I sourced of it so that I could write code, because I don't like reading docs. Um, and, uh, and because Alpine doesn't have docs. Um.
2: <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> but, sure, uh, sure, sure
1: but uh so like that's how i learned about like the double underscore x and right like, yep, the like x dollar sign data that you can just access things that way yeah right which i used today um nice like i just get element by id under double underscore x yes. dollar sign data equals whatever and yep. i set some data that way mm-hmm. um i ended up refactoring away from that but it was a there was a brief moment in time where that was the solution um but uh but yeah. It's cool.
0: Yes. Um dan okay, so here's here's a uh here's kind of a mental model I'm chasing right now on the live wire front.
1: Okay. I'm gonna open a open a I've been thinking about how I was gonna open this can without it showing up on the podcast for a little bit. Show it up, dude. I'm just gonna open it now so you guys can hear.
0: Well show it in the camera at least so everyone can see.
1: Okay. Yeah, nice. It's it's an, it's an audio podcast. Yeah, cool. All right, carry on. I mean
0: that's a satisfying noise. You should never be ashamed of of opening a can
1: opening a yerb Yep.
0: so oh man so i'm working on like uh loading states in live wire so wire sure. colon loading you know Mm-mm. so the user you got your Livewire component any element in there any dom element in your view of a Livewire component you can add wire colon loading and when okay. there's a request out to the server it will mm-hmm. show that element otherwise it'll keep it hidden yes and so this right now is one file in LiveWare's core. It's like right. supports loading or something JS. Mm-hmm. And all of it's isolated that one file and it uses all the hooks that internal LiveWare provides, like when message is sent, you know, like which component is that message from, like, and then store the elements that, you know, all that stuff, like element initialized, does it have wire loading? Okay, put it in this array of elements that should be shown or hidden when loading happens, right? Right. So I've achieved this, like, separating it into a single file which i guess in hindsight is actually an achievement but it's funny that like now like i'm going a totally different direction so here's what i'm thinking i'm thinking because where do i start with this okay you know how when you're in an alpine component right now in livewire you can do dollar sign wire you've seen that yeah so dollar sign wire dot you can access properties you can call methods and all that stuff so what i'm thinking is new livewire everything's going to be dollar sign wire like dollar sign wire is going to, right now it's a facade, it's a proxy. And it just like mm-hmm. makes it look like you're dealing with an object that can do everything to that liveware component. Yes. But like, I think I want to make it like truly its own entity so that you could basically opt out of any of the front end of LiveWire out of the Alpine code, like no mm-hmm. Alpine code, no Alpine plugin. And then you just have LiveWire's JavaScript is just this framework that gives you this component object and that component object, you can do dot call and dot set, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But why am I saying this? I'm saying this with regards to the loading thing. Cause like, Oh, well, so what if you did dollar sign wire dot is loading called a method and the value it returns to you is reactive. So you could say in Alpine, you could say like X show wire dot is loading, you know? And then that thing will show when it's loading or not. And then you could pass parameters to scope that loading to specific actions. Like, you know, uh, you know, if there's a wire, if there, you have a live wire method called do foo or whatever, you could say right. like dollar sign wire dot is loading and then pass mm-hmm. in do foo and it'll scope it to that. Right. Which is a completely inverted direction. And it's the direction that I've like thought, I wonder if I can go this direction. I don't know how it's going to look. Um, but I am going there. So I think, That's what I'm going to do is like LiveWire's core will not actually all be this one file, this single file principle that I've done where every concern is one file. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like kind of like that. But then there's going to be this outer layer of Alpine translation stuff that uses that stuff.
1: And that's basically how you're handling the DOM. Yes, exactly. Yep. And so can I um, can I like hazard a guess what this gets you? Yes. In addition to like a clean code base. Yep. It gets you some separation of concerns. Um, which would mean that if you ever needed to make like a React native version of right. LiveWire, yep. you're no longer like bound to that old LiveWire DOM manipulation code, yep. right? And so you can just write like a new uh whatever the DOM is in React native. Yeah. Um manipulation layer that's specifically for that but still use the rest of the livewire javascript that is this now this small bundle yep
0: yes exactly yeah that's perfect and i it's so funny because that seems like kind of an obvious direction to go but Mm -hmm. like it's really difficult to figure out where all the boundaries are and where stuff should live and but now i've sort of realized that like you should be able to do everything you want to do with livewire with this dollar sign wire object you know yeah well it's almost like apps that have javascript console
1: so like if you like are in linux apps this is more common in linux apps than in like other computers but like uh it's pretty common in linux apps for there to be apps which were first developed as command line apps and then someone built a gui for that command line app okay um you know like i mean there are like i guess like you could everyone has different like MySQL, like right uh guis or like git guis or yeah, something like that right, right? so it's kind of like that where like the real application is like you're almost building like the Livewire object the wire dollar wire object is like the command line version of Livewire, and then you're building a gui around it yep. uh that yes. is yeah that is right. like the dom interaction stuff and all of that totally yep and because so like, there's the engine and then there's like you can drop that engine into different bodies of cars or like you can like tinker on the body without tinkering on the engine
0: yep and some of the the something that i'm going to leak into the engine is reactivity so like in that engine there's you know that like views reactivity thing i'm going to wrap stuff and make it reactive because the alternative you think about it without reactivity if we're just talking like plain javascript and livewire ships this javascript component object what is is loading if you call is loading okay it returns to you true or false but mm-hmm. you know you don't want that you want you want is loading to be something that allows you to set a loading state and remove the loading state mm-hmm. so w- how do you know to check again that it's stopped loading you know mm-hmm. so maybe it accepts a callback that runs when it's done loading or something and now mm-hmm. we're into just like yucky interfaces where you're passing callbacks everywhere so this reactivity system is like You call is loading and you get a Boolean, but you can also throw that, you can reference that Boolean inside of anything that observes reactivity and then you're totally good to go. So you can use it on the face, you can use it like this very simple little thing, but then you can easily, you know, hang any else, any other behavior off you want, you know? Mm -hmm. I guess that's the thing, because like something like dot call and dot set is so simple, like add a method that does that, you know? (sighs) yeah but this is something that's like like you want is loading to not just return to you like a promise that in the then you set loading to false you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i don't want is loading to be something it's like an api where people set their own temporary loading variables and set them based on it you know Mm -hmm. like you wouldn't view like busy is true and then before axios you said you know i want to avoid that at all costs you know right um so here's here's an interesting little Livewire internals one if you're if you're interested. Uh-huh. Because some of these APIs that seem really simple, they're actually not. Like think about calling a method in Livewire. You have a button in Livewire, wire click foo. Mm-hmm. Calls a foo method on the back end. Sure does. Sure does, right? So let's say I want to provide this experience. dollar sign wire.call pass in foo. Mhm, right? Well, Right now, I don't actually remember how it all works right now, but wouldn't you want to know when the call is done? Because re- it is calling is sending a request to the server. Mm-hmm. It's probably so useful. I would want to know when I get a response back. Exactly,
1: yeah. right? Right.
0: So you would expect to return a prompt, like the dot call would return a promise. Right. Right. So here's the weird thing about that. Consider this scenario. You do a dot call, and it's really, really slow. Like the yes. network is like two seconds long. And within those two seconds, there's another dot call. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so you have to do all this like, like handling order and race conditions and all this other stuff.
0: Yes. And so let's say that while that first call is out, you hammer that button and now there's 10 calls that are like queued, you know? Mm-hmm. And so basically, I guess what I'm saying is in LiveWire, like a call or executing a method or updating a property with Warrior model. Those are all what I now call updates. Mm-hmm. And updates have multiple, like, okay, that, that's it's one update, but a message is a thing that goes to the server. Yep. And comes back. That message And a message can have multiple updates. And a message can have multiple
1: updates. So and it has are you to be... debouncing and batching or how are you deciding what goes into the message? Right.
0: So this actually kind of killed my brain for a few days. Because there's, like, it seems like it would be simple, but there's two cues. There's if you, if you have a, an input element
1: and, two <laughs> and um, you,
0: you wire click for a blur on that input element. Okay. Sure. And then you listen for wire focus on another input element. Sure. So your mouse is in one, your cursor is in one input element, and then you click into the other one. There's two live wire updates because one's blurring sure. and one's focusing. But because they're browser events, they don't happen at the same exact time. Right,
1: because there's like a millisecond of mouse moving right. in there.
0: Right, so there has to be this debounce where those two actions How have to the be
1: debounce? grouped. Uh, How big is your debounce?
0: I forget. It's f- I think it's like five milliseconds in current LiveWire. Okay. And I might have bumped it up in a millisecond or two. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, so there's that. I call it holdover updates, whatever. They're just like... That's like... Because you have to k- batch updates even when an update's not out, you know? Even when a mm-hmm. message isn't out. And then... Once a message is out, then you're batching all those updates while a message is out. But those don't get debounced together, right. you know? Um, yeah. Anyway, so there's like two separate queuing systems and their promises have to be grouped. They have to share the same promise. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of like creating a promise and storing its resolve and reject in like a map, you know, oh, and wild. then like getting there are sharing promises. So from the user interface, it looks like you're getting a new promise for every call but right. the promises are shared amongst the thing that's wild you know? yeah so it's one of those things that it's going to feel really simple and straightforward but under the hood there's all this wackadoo stuff you know mm. but it's pretty clean like you know because that that's something that you can just eat that sin and yeah. and it's fine you gotta eat that sin you can eat it it's okay eat it for the user so yeah so that's kind of the tree i'm barking up is like build this core and then, and once you understand the core, you can just use Alpine for your front end if you want. You don't have to use yeah. LiveWire syntax.
1: Um, but that's the whole thing with all this is you have to... Because LiveWire is Alpine anyway at this point. Right. Yep. Yep. That's, that's the best part. I mean, the best part is, I, and I just mean free, as your friend, I'm just like, I'm happy for you that you have made, because you have been torn between these projects, betwixt yeah. these projects for a while. Yeah. And it's good that the one is now the other. Yep. Because <laughs> your brain is connected all the time. So you're never gonna you're never gonna like work on live wire for a month and forget how Alpine works and then have to get your brain back yeah. into the Alpine headspace. Like you're gonna be in Alpine and LiveWire both all the time. Yep. And you'll probably feel more focused and less scattered.
0: Yeah. That's totally. my theory at least. Yeah, I mean what happens is what you're describing is I get really deep into one. And intimate, and I'm like really attentive on the repo and really like.
1: And the issues build up on the other one. and Yeah. And
0: then I hop to yeah. the other one and then it's just like back and forth. I'm like, how did
1: I do this again? How does this work? Right. I forget. And why the thing,
0: I the thing about LiveWire is the stuff that's really hard for people to contribute to and debug is the front end stuff. So right. most, I'd say the major, like the vast majority of LiveWire contributions are back end.
1: Right. And so and this so is. This should make that yes
0: hopefully it farms out all the javascript stuff to the to alpine where the javascript community already is right and those
1: people know how to do that already yes that's really interesting from like a maintainer like resource allocation perspective yeah right that's really cool because it's like now it's like oh well i only have like i only know like 10 people who are good at like working with the front end dom manipulation stuff and turns out eight and a half of them are over on the alpine repo like it sure would be nice if i could get the benefit of their intelligence on livewire stuff but they don't care about php right so like yeah so just draw the line there so that those guys assume the responsibility for that's really interesting yep Yeah. plus alpine is just more battle tested than livewire front end anyway probably as it's far not as true like... actually really you would think
0: that you would totally think that but i during the rewrite so Because I rewrote all of LiveWire's tests to be Dusk, Mm -hmm. Dusk, like all this behavior, like, so for example, when you bind, when you wire model bind to checkboxes. Yeah. So let's say you have like a property that's an array. Yeah. And you have a, uh, let's say a bunch of input type checkboxes. Yeah. And so that that array property is called foo. You have all these checkboxes and you have wire model foo on every single one of them. Mm hmm. And then they all have different values, like value Uh A, value B, whatever. So in LiveWire, if you click on one of those checkboxes, the array gets added that value, and so on and so forth. Um, Alpine, this is how Alpine should work, because even in the docs, we're like, oh, and all the other input elements should work just like Vue.js. Like X Mm -hmm. model should work like V model. Mm -hmm. And I went on to Vue's docs to double check that this is how Vue works, and it does. And Alpine doesn't work that way, and nobody caught it. And maybe they have, and somebody's listening to me, and like I submitted an issue two months ago, but you told me no plans to merge. But I couldn't believe it, and the, yeah. the LiveWire test caught it, and I was like, whoa! So I had to go in and I pulled code from LiveWire's wire model and put it into Alpine's X model.
1: Yeah, and so that I that was what you were saying yesterday. Is you're like cross pollinating a bunch of stuff. You're pulling stuff yeah. out of LiveWire into Alpine and out of Alpine into LiveWire. Yeah, yeah,
0: yep. So cool. so anyway, I was surprised. The reason I I, I would normally have agreed with you, but. But I'm sort of realizing that, like, oh, like Livewire is used for these like big applications and it's used a lot, and Alpine is too. But I don't know. Well, it just kind of raised eyebrow, that but...
1: Alpine was more. Well, you know what? Honestly, I don't know that that's necessarily true, right? Because if you had gone the other direction, if you had like replaced Alpine with the Livewire front end code, yeah, which at this point probably like only you and a handful of other people fully understand, if even that. Okay. Um you might have found even more bugs in that direction. Running yeah, the Alpine tests on the LiveWire JavaScript.
0: Right. And it's all tough because like the current version of Alpine is very much like the current version of Livewire because right. I pulled it out of LiveWire initially. Yeah, yeah. You know? Right. It's like just works the same way that LiveWire does. Um at
1: least now it's just one code base though. Thank God.
0: Yeah. It's still I mean LiveWire's JavaScript is still going to be like freaking huge. <laughs> Not huge. It's going to I think it's going to be smaller than Alpine. But, yeah, th- but this is what i'm thinking of here are the things that make it like not so fun in games mm-hmm. the freaking history state stuff dude <laughs> just picture that like alpine's not going to take care of that for me you know yeah yeah. yeah. Right. picture the morph dom stuff like the stuff yeah, yeah. is huge hugely complex and uh, that honestly that's the final boss the history state stuff that's the reason that i'm rewriting livewire <laughs> and if this doesn't land me in a better place where i can be like great everything's so clean and solid and modular we can make LiveWire live wire router and we can make no yeah, yeah. um but that like hopefully i've unlocked the gateway to yeah, livewire like,
1: completion uh-huh full spa yeah. mode
0: and i think i told you that like this the reason i'm rewriting LiveWire is because i <laughs> i rewrote alpine and then i got livewire working with the new alpine for every single test except one test one test case within a test, yeah, yeah. It's the stupid browser sync stuff, and because of that, I honestly I couldn't debug it, and I was like, I shouldn't be in charge of a code base I can't even debug. Like I literally couldn't do it. I was like, okay, got to rewrite the whole thing. You know?
1: <laughs> so, I, that's so funny. I've done that before. Oh
0: man, so it's, it's going wild. down. But you saw like Daniel, like we we added like wire colon foo. As like yeah. an experiment.
1: Oh, and like the global store stuff. You got to talk about that. The reactive, you the reactive them, you global store stuff. I'm going to butcher it. But basically, um can you get me there? I'm a little fried. I can't, I can't get there.
0: It's the Yerba. Yeah. So, um so like we were talking about global store in Alpine and how like that was something that Alpine lacked mm-hmm. that not everybody needs or wants like i don't really use it but enough people want it and so ryan chandler created spruce
1: and that's like which is like the redux of alpine
0: yeah and it gives you a little store and you can you know have global state objects and everything's Mm -hmm. reactive um well so the new alpine i was just toying around with the deke and he's like well whatever
1: basically toying around with the deke it doesn't (laughs) sound good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just flicking the deek, <laughs> Flicking my dick. <deke. laughs>
0: and uh, <laughs> and yeah, so we, we just like wrapped an object in Alpine's uh, reactive wrap. I mean, Fuse Reactivity Wrapper. It's like a function called reactive. Right. We just wrapped it in there. And then you can just use that inside of anything. And it right. will react. It's like, crazy. So if and you so want, you can- Yeah
1: you could move your entire Alpine store like out of component land yep, and into just a variable on the window or a variable on something. Yeah. Anyway. And then like react to it like you would just normal component state.
0: Yep. It was yep. wild. You could do like in your like body tag, you could put a script tag in your body tag. That's like var store equals alpine.reactive and then pass in an object that's like
1: Yeah, alpine.reactive object and then like modal open equals false, right? right? Busy and equals then, false, whatever. And like or like modal contents equal whatever, modal open equals false. And then you could have like a single modal that multiple different alpine components were like setting the state of and controlling and opening and closing and doing all kinds of stuff.
0: Yep, and then that object there on the window if it's like window.foo or whatever you can just be like x show in an alpine component modal is open you know right and it'll all just react and,
1: and you- it's what's crazy is like you could like the way you used to do this and Caleb seems to think this is still a good pattern I disagree um but the way you used to do this is like you would like dispatch an event on the window and catch it in the modal yep right but like It's it's like prop drilling, right? It has those same vibes as prop drilling, where it's just like, oh, now I have to like worry about passing something down, passing something up in order to pass it down, and like,
0: no, 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 you just pass up, and then the thing listens to the up, you know?
1: Right, but like listening, what listening is, is like grabbing and then passing down, right? Because like, what if there's like a child component of the thing that needs the thing? Everything
0: gets it. That's just the way events work. I know.
1: But listen, it's like... <laughs> You're like, shut the fuck up, listen to me. <laughs> I told you about my HDMI stuff. Was that on the podcast? Did we talk about the HDMI on the podcast? Yeah, we did, yeah. Okay, so the problem with the HDMI, ultimately, is that I couldn't just go from left to right, right? I had a wall plate on the left yep. and a wall plate on the right. right. And I wanted to run the HDMI from the wall plate on the left to the wall plate on the right. But because right. of studs, because yep. houses are how they are and there's studs in the walls... yeah. Um, I would have had to open up like three different holes to drill sideways through studs to do that. Should have done also it. like damaging the structural integrity of three studs right next to each other, which is probably you know, you yeah. want to space those out if you're gonna I'm saying if I was gonna drill an inch wide hole I'm just, through, I'm a, just joshing through a three inch thing, I wouldn't want to do it in three right next to each other. <laughs> um You know that's how like wires work, Deke. Yeah, it's just so scary. And those it's holes like... are much smaller for like electrical okay, wires. Okay. Um, cause HDMI heads are big and fat. Um, anyway, long story short, I wanted to just go sideways, but I couldn't go sideways. So I had to go up and then back down. Yep. And that, that is my visual model for how any, whether it's, uh, like prop drilling handler methods in react, or whether it's like event listening in view or event listening in Alpine, like they all feel the same to me, which is that like, I must go up in order to go sideways.
0: Yes. Um, I mean, the difference here is that you're right. But the difference is that nothing in between is concerned. It's like contexts. It's not, it's even less like context. Like nothing, nothing in between. Because you're saying the
1: child element could just listen directly for the window event.
0: That's what it, that's what you do. Yeah. So you have like two siblings. I haven't actually
1: been in that specific situation. Oh no, that's what's up, dude.
0: That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about this dispatch and listen for it above itself like no way. I'm talking about event delegation like one mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. listens at the window and the other thing just bubbles an event. It's yeah, like it hits totally separate. Yeah, yeah. It's so good.
1: Yeah, no that's pretty chill. Yeah, yeah. Um but still I kind of think that this is even cooler.
0: I think yeah, I mean something it serves, about it's a not purpose. using
1: dispatch, not using events and just like literally it's just like like that abstraction of needing to understand like hey these are events And then you have to just even having to do like event dot target or, you know, or event dot value or whatever, whatever it is, having to know which type of event it was and what the structure of that event looks like and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like you just remove that whole thing and say, these aren't events. It's just an object with data in it. And like you can update it and you can read it. Congrats.
0: (laughs) The problem is where do you get the object? And that's where you just make it. Right, so you can make, but how do you give it to the places that need it? If I need it, how do I get it?
1: Just Am I get getting it. it
0: from the window? What do you mean I just get it? Probably.
1: Yeah, probably from the window. So You, from, you yeah. get it from wherever you put it. Yeah, And
0: so this is, like, you could create, like, a magic property called store, you know, with mm-hmm. Alpine's new Alpine.magic. Mm-hmm. And in that, you know.
1: Just give it a name.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could create, like.
1: Oh, that's pretty good.
0: I mean, it would take like ten lines of code, and that's it would just good. Be yeah, 10. and
1: it'd be pretty hot too. Yeah,
0: I mean that's how Spruce works. We like we initially kind of marked out like what would a store API look like in Alpine, and I was like, I don't know about this right now. I'm gonna punt on it for this version. And Ryan's right. like, What well, can I make it? You know, third party, and, uh, and he put it out there as Spruce. So, so that's the thing. Like, I don't know if I want to destroy Spruce by writing ten lines of code in Alpine. You don't want core. to Sherlock it. How tempting, however tempting it is, but like you know, he's taking the project somewhere and uh so yeah so i might just you know about sherlocking sp- i also don't like use stores a lot so i don't feel like i need to have an alpine you know yeah no do tell you, me are you familiar with the concept
1: of sherlocking no so sh- do you remember sherlock the app for the mac
2: oh no
1: so back in the day mm. uh there was an app for the mac called sherlock okay uh that was like a f- search tool that like let you like do, like, advanced search on your Mac and was really good for, like, finding things. And, like, it was was a really nice, like, finder search tool called Sherlock. And then Apple just released Spotlight and killed the entire business in one day. And uh, so that has always been called in Mac world. Like, whenever Apple, like, builds a utility that replaces a popular app, it's just called Sherlocking. Dude, this is
0: that tough thing, man. That's a tough thing.
1: At a certain point, it's like, you know, it's sort of, like reacted it to redux yeah like every they built context and now no one uses redux anymore yep you have to
0: if you're going to be a cohesive tool you have to provide cohesive solutions you know
1: yeah and if you're going to water ski in the wake of a project you gotta
0: you right you gotta understand You gotta
1: accept that like you're not deciding where the project goes yep
0: yeah 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 has laravel done that I mean, it ha- I'm thinking of, like, Nova, but, like, that's a third-party package thing.
1: Uh, sale is a little bit of a Sherlock of Takeout. Um,
0: oh, interesting.
1: Not completely, because Takeout still does some other things. So yeah. Takeout does, like, Postgres and some other stuff that Sale doesn't do. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, Sale definitely, like, removes the primary use case for Takeout, which is, like, I want to spin up a quick Docker environment to run Laravel apps in. Hmm. but yeah i'm sure it has um i'm sure there's stuff that has been packages that is now first party i just can't think of what it is any spotsy ones
0: i don't know hmm oh blade x Remember? Oh, right right yeah yeah that got that just got eaten alive yeah eaten turned into a. Uh... And it all depends on the the maintainer. Like in
1: their case, I'm sure they were like
0: sick. Thank it's in God. Laravel now. Yeah. I don't have to maintain this thing, and it's better. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And yeah, yeah. It, it depends on like the ambition and direction of the maintainer. Totally. Yep. Um, I would. This will never happen, but I would kill to have had Ziggy just become first party. Hmm. Like. Yeah, just, just to be, be absolved like, of. And just, like, on the Laravel JavaScript object that Laravel passes. Yeah. Just, like, be like, here you go. Here's Laravel.routes. Yep. And it's just there. And now you... And the, here's a helper method. Like, that's all. But... uh, And it, it still kind of should because, like, most of the maintainership of Ziggy... Uh, that Thank God. Can I... Have I expressed recently how glad I am to not be maintaining Ziggy and how good Jacob Baker Katzmar... How I don't remember exactly what his last name is. The new Titan guy who's maintaining Ziggy, guy's okay. killing it. Nice. Killing it. And I'm so glad to not be maintaining Ziggy anymore. Sweet. It's terrible. Um, but uh, most of maintaining Ziggy is like making sure that you're in sync with the route helper <laughs> and how Laravel does it in PHP and making sure that you're like mimicking that well in the back end. So people will pass in these like random issues like, oh like if this is null then this should be an empty string instead of you know whatever it's like oh obviously right because of some weird behavior of php that i now have to duplicate in javascript yep um anyway cool i don't know how we got here can we talk about hip-hop for a second yeah but this is something so spotify rewind happened and we never addressed it on this thing did you do your spotify rewind yeah
0: spotify what was your top um, artist Spotify, what's it called? Isn't it? Yeah,
1: called twenty twenty. This week, Spotify Wrapped, is it? Yeah, Wrapped, probably something like that. Yeah, the thing at the end of the year where they tell you like, yeah, what yeah, I love.
0: I always can't wait.
1: Yeah, what was your top artist? Because mine was shockingly surprising, and then I realized I haven't talked about this particular thing hmm. yet. So, what was yours first?
0: Dance, Gavin, dance. Oh, kind of expected is that, it. But. Is
1: that your new uh pop punk? No. That that's Driveways. Post, which the my top one? song
0: was by them, but uh, what's that? Yeah, post hardcore good? band. That's your post
1: hardcore band? Okay. Yeah.
0: They're so good, and I'm going to their virtual concert tomorrow. And I got their vinyl coming for the new album, a t shirt nice. doing the whole thing.
1: You're in. You're yeah, in Yeah, I'm in. I love them. I'll just listening to them today. Cool. Um so mine, this shocked me. My top artist for the first time in five years was not Lil Wayne. Wow. My top artist has been Lil Wayne every single year for the last 5 years. Sometimes
0: we we've never talked about Lil Wayne, but like I I used to hate him and I feel like I still kind of do. Mm. And I like you're a smart so, guy, so I wonder like I actually how hate him Daniel more this
1: year think, than ever. Because you hate me more he, this year than ever? You yeah, this is yeah, yeah. this is your worst. You've been the worst this year that you've ever been. You're the listener? Um, yeah. <laughs> um no, Lil Wayne came out and said some stupid political stuff. This okay. Year. He, he got in the whole, like, uh, I don't know. It was a weird thing. He kind of, like, came out against Black Lives Matter. It was, like, a weird position.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember if I caught wind in any of that.
1: But Anyway, but musically, I love Lil Wayne. He's my favorite rapper of all time. He's amazing. He's wow. great. He's a genius.
0: That's crazy that you think that. Like, I think you're right, but clearly I don't know enough He's about He's a genius. It. He's a genius. Just seems um, like so dumb to me
1: he's not that's the thing he's incredibly accessible right he makes like pop rap it's not like pop rap yeah it it is legit though like this is the thing is like Wayne is like respected first of all he's just respected because he sells a ton of albums and that is an important metric in hip-hop yeah right two he's like respected by like some real street dudes like he's not drugs yeah, well but I mean not just for doing drugs but like for being like a real a real dude. Okay. You know, like yeah. he uh he's connected and he's deeply embedded in the industry and in the the system of hip hop, right? Yeah. Um he also like owns the career of Drake. Like Drake is his artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drake is the biggest rapper of all time, so like as for a business sure. person, he's also incredibly respected. Um And he's just a great rapper, and he's probably the funniest rapper. Really? Like, he is funny, dude. He's just funny. All right, here's here's my chief
0: concern, and I want you to address it. Yeah. My chief concern with Lil Wayne is him playing electric guitar on stage. No, 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 no. You have to understand this about him. Kick flipping as well. And I feel like that's all I need to be like. You need to understand a few things about Lil Wayne. This guy. An idiot.
1: (laughs) Lil Wayne is a little bit of an idiot. This is the thing about him. Is like one of the reasons I love Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne is is like a tragic hero, right? Like he is a victim of his own. Like he's a genius. Then he gets really fucked up and he makes really stupid decisions, like putting out that rock album that he did. Right, uh, he's just made some very terrible albums. He's made a couple extremely bad albums. Okay, um, and that's fine. Everyone has a right to make a few extremely bad albums, right? But like, the thing that is important is that the core of Lil Wayne's being is like a genius, right? And then there's like this layer of like coding infused haze around that that sometimes births some awful ideas, right? Yep. But I don't know, yeah. man. Uh so Nas. Okay. You know Nas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Number Nas 1. Nas has uh Nas has the uh Illmatic, his his classic album, the probably arguably one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time or definitely one of the greatest, arguably the greatest hip hop album okay. of all time. Illmatic. Um And, uh, Wayne has this one verse where he references two different songs on Illmatic in one verse, um, or in one like line Mm -hmm. in this crazy way, which is, uh, life is a bitch and death is her sister. Sleep is the cousin. What a fucking family picture. Right. And so that references both like life's a bitch and then you die, which is Mm -hmm. a Nas song off Illmatic. And, uh, I never sleep because sleep is the cousin of death, which is like from New York state of mind, which is also Mm. on Illmatic. So it's like these little things where it's like, he just says life is a bitch. Death is her sister. Sleep is the cousin. What a fucking family picture, which Mm. means almost nothing. Right. It's just words and it's fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah, But like in there, he's like, first of all, I'm referencing one great Nas song. Second, I'm referencing another great Nas song. And then I'm like tying them together Into a sentence that like has a meaning, you know. Yeah. And like that type of wordplay is like the thing that he's, you know, like the real G's move in silence like lasagna, you know, which is real G's move in silence like lasagna because there's a silent G. Oh, word, 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 word,
0: word. Does he freestyle everything?
1: Almost everything.
0: Almost everything.
1: Almost everything. Yeah. Okay. He's just. He's just a genius. I don't know. I don't know how to put it.
0: Like, I feel like that's a... That, like, that's a really... That's interesting to me. And it's a cool constraint Um, that is, like... I don't know. Like, if, if he really freelances most of... Or freelances. <laughs> freestyles. <laughs> if he really
1: freestyles, like, so, most I mean, of his he, stuff. Like, like, like even if it's, like, in his nothing head. He doesn't write to, things down. Okay. You know, he's got stuff in his head. Like, it's not like he's coming up with everything on the fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like... um. But, like, another thing about Wayne is, like, I think a perfect Wayne album should have three terrible songs on it. Like, this is the thing about Wayne. Is that, like, to me, a Wayne album wouldn't really be a Wayne album if it was all good songs. Like, to be a Wayne album, it has to have those three bad songs on it that you and your friends can laugh about how bad this one is. And then the next song be like, oh, my God, this guy's a genius. You know? Okay. Um... All right, on I'm with three, that song is called Mrs. Officer. Go listen to it. It's terrible. Okay. So what was your number anyway, one, Geek? so my number one this year was Blueface. Let's talk about Blueface and 22Gs, and this is my thing. This is the thing I want to talk about. There are two new sub-genres of hip-hop that I have been obsessed with, and I was obsessed with both of them for a relatively short period of time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I must, in that period of time, have listened to so much Blueface that he took over and became my number one artist of the year. Like, I was only listening to Blueface a lot for probably four weeks or something. Yeah, yeah. But I must have listened to so much Blueface and nothing else for those four weeks that it, like, eclipsed all other music and became my number one music. But it makes me want to talk about Blueface because I think blueface and 22G's are going to be the next like interesting development in hip hop uh like style. So this is my thing. So you remember when like all hip hop became migos and like trap and like that that like triplet flow not good. I like it. In my opinion. Anyway, the um I think this is the next direction. So there's two directions simultaneously. And I, yeah, exactly. And I think that it's going to go in both of those directions. So, one is Blueface. Blueface is an LA Crip rapper, super legit, like super real connected dude, apparently, as much as I could possibly know that. Um, Blueface, okay. And he raps in this crazy offbeat way. Hmm. Um, like, the things he is saying do not appear to be on rhythm. Okay. Right, it's kind of like he's just like sticking extra syllables in there so he can get all his words in before the beat runs out, you know. Yeah, yeah. But like the more you listen to the songs over and over, and this is why I listened to so much Blueface in that period, the more you listen to the songs, the less offbeat he sounds, and mm. you realize that there's like a subbeat that he's rapping on. That is, like, like he's offbeat in a in a formulaic way I guess is what I'm saying Hmm. like he's offbeat in the same way every time but he's still offbeat but there's so you can see that there's like something he's he's aware of you know that's like a little bit different than like a traditional beat like a traditional like hip-hop flow pocket that you would sit in Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting so I'm obsessed with it because the more you listen to him the first time you listen to him, it's kind of grating and, like, upsetting that he's offbeat, you know? Mm-hmm. But the more you listen to him, the more, like, just very mellow and cool it seems that this guy is disregarding the beat in the way that he is. Interesting. Um. So, anyway, I'm obsessed with Blueface. Apparently, this style is, like, pretty common in kind of, like, underground L.A. rap. So, like, this is sort of, like, a regional thing, and he's kind of the first guy to break with this, like, sort of, like offbeat LA vibe yeah. you know yeah so I my prediction for 2021 is gonna be more people are gonna just directly rip off Blueface's flow Mm. and there's gonna be a bunch of like kind of offbeat weird chilled out West Coast rap prediction number one prediction number two one of my other top artists for the year 22 G's 22 G's is great so um We've talked... Have we talked on the show about UK Drill? No. Okay. The reason that I know who Ryan Chandler is, is that one time on uh, Twitter, I said, I need some UK Drill recommendations. And a bunch of people, like, recommended me drills. Like, and said, like, oh, I oh, have, really? like, a, I, like, have a Makita. I don't know Funny. if you have those in the US, but... You know? Yeah, <laughs> I was like Lol. UK drills. Um, and Ryan Chandler was the only guy who was like, "Are you serious? Like, I love UK drill. Like, here is a bunch of links." And you, so UK drill, so sh- drill music is like Chicago's trap music. You know, okay. it's like trap music that came out of Chicago. Different, slightly different beat, slightly different rhythm, but very similar in aesthetic. Right? Okay. Drill music inspired this whole thing in the uk called uk drill which was basically uh like young gangbanger kids in so the chicago drill was like young gangbanger kids in chicago just like threatening each other and uh there was like a lot of violence that came out of like the chicago drill music and people died and stuff it was crazy uk drill was basically that in london and a few other places um a bunch of like young violent gangbanging. Music, but it was set on these just like incredibly hard, really fucking good beats, um, with this very sort of predictable flow. And so basically, what happened is that Chicago drill inspired UK drill. UK drill evolved this beat, which is like the UK drill beat, right? There's this beat. Lots of different people go over it. Lots of people different. Lots of different people incorporate it different ways, but there's a specific rhythm which is the UK drill rhythm, right? Okay. And now, this new thing has evolved, which is New York Drill, which is n- young New York kids going over the UK Drill beat, which mm. was inspired by Chicago Drill. Mm. So now, 22Gs, I think, is 22GZ. 22 22Gs 22 is, I think, my favorite of the New York Drill rappers. Um, and I think that is going to be a huge thing next year. Huh. Like, I promise there's going to be a like uk drill and like a lot of like uk beats are going to like completely take over american hip-hop so you're going to have simultaneously the super weird offbeat flow coming out of the west coast and these super crazy uk beats both infecting american hip-hop that's my plan for 2021 let's okay. go baby all right we'll i just check wanted to in. talk about that on the show yeah we'll talk to in, me Deke. talk to me in a year <laughs> we'll see if i was right okay
2: okay okay Okay,
1: yeah, I'm gonna
0: check him out. I uh, it'd be cool if I liked him. Probably won't. Probably it'd won't. Be cool. But I feel like uh, have I? Am Blue I? Blueface st- is great. Like, what is it about me that? Am I broken for new rap? Am I like stuck in, in like?
1: I think you kind of needed to middle era rap. You might have missed the boat when you didn't decide that you were going to try hard to like migos okay you know what i'm saying there was or like future or like
0: oh yeah yeah yeah, two
1: chains or someone yeah like there's a moment where everyone had an opportunity to decide that like i'm going to listen hard to this stuff and enjoy it because clearly there's something good in it because everyone likes it and a bunch of people were like that's not rap
0: funny yeah that's 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 pretty much where i stood yeah
1: But I pushed, I I persisted. I said, I will love this music because I love hip-hop. And this is what hip-hop is right now. And as a hip-hop fan, I'm going to love this. And I did. And I still love it to this day. And it has gotten me... Because now that, you know, Migos isn't doing anything. Um, But, like, there's a bunch of people who are doing things that are descendants of Migos now, Mm -hmm. you know. So... So
0: how do you feel about mumble rap? Like Migos would be considered mumble rap, right?
1: Yeah. Migos. So there's some mumble rap that I think is stupid. It really just to, to me, the thing that determines whether I like a rapper or not is like, do I like, first of all, like, are you obviously stupid? Yeah. You know, if like, if you're obviously stupid and like right, nothing, like you're not saying anything that is like clever even, right, yeah. you know, yeah. then like get out of here. I don't care. You know? Like, if you're just clearly just here for a cash grab, like, I'm not interested. Yeah. You know? But if you're here, like, for a cash grab with a clever twist, then, like, I'm I'm open to it. What's your clever twist? You know? Like, whatever. Sell it to me. Um, And, you know, obviously, like, technical skill and stuff is interesting. Songwriting is, like, the main thing to me. Like, my main thing is, like, how does it sound, like, bumping it in my car? Mm-hmm. And, like, does it make me want to, like, bounce in my seat while I'm, you know? Like, yep, <laughs> I don't know. That's all, that's all I got. I love when you're
0: when you do this thing where, like, you trail off with your voice and it's like, <laughs> like Ron Swanson does. It's just like, Ugh. when like, your laugh like trails off. You're like,
1: <laughs> that's funny.
0: Oh, it's one of those things that, like, Like stuff like this that like Hannah does that I don't ever tell her because if you if I tell you, then you're going to stop and then I'm going to lose like the small little enjoyment I get out of it. Well,
1: the good news is that I will never notice that about myself. I'm completely unaware of my own effect on the world around me. So (laughs) this is good. This oh, a good that's that's great, Deek. Deek, Deek,
0: Deek, Deek, Deek.
1: Um, so people go listen to Blueface, go listen to 22G's and go listen to the Carter 2 and the Carter 3 just for good measure so that you know.
0: Psh, yeah, man. Psh. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. Mm. I don't know, I man. Just don't get it. And like so Eminem uh just released a new album today? Oh, really? Yeah, the um Music to Be Murdered To or by? volume two,
1: two? volume yeah. two yeah is he um, is he dissing more people
0: i don't know but i like saw it and i'm like oh sweet but then i'm like oh i don't really like eminem anymore
1: yeah Isn't that's that crazy? the thing well he he there's my thing there i mean there's been i really liked his mgk response track okay i don't know if i heard it or not what caleb oh my god after the, episode, after the episode after the episode so you know who machine gun kelly is yeah so Machine Gun Kelly, uh, said something like Eminem's daughter was hot on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Eminem got mad, um, and then Eminem like dissed MGK like later on Kamikaze. Mm-hmm. Um, and then MGK made a diss track with a video directly just attacking eminem being like you're old your music hasn't been good in like three albums fuck you you know yeah um and it was a good diss track cool and it takes like incredible balls to do that at eminem because eminem notoriously has like ended many careers Mm. when someone dissed him and then they just got buried um so eminem came back at mgk with a song called kill shot both the diss and the counter diss are incredible Mm. um I rewatch them back to back like every three months, probably sweet. Yeah. It's very important. So if you haven't sweet. done that, do that, man, hip hop people, this is a good episode for you or people who are marginally hip hop people and want to know what's going on in hip hop. This is a great episode for you.
0: <laughs> word, word, word. There, there was an SNL, I think last, there was an SNL bit last Saturday, I think on, uh, it was, it was like a mumble rap burn little skit. It, what's his name was on it um quest love yep and uh and i don't know if it was a cast member or a guest being queen latifah uh-huh and then like two moderators of the show and then uh-huh. it was two mumble rappers i don't know like if it was specifically like supposed to be migos or not i don't know mm-hmm. or what are the other ones that, that... there are many yeah little like, frumpy dumpy little
1: kodak black i would argue is like a mumble rapper but he's also i don't know
0: okay um so little yachty yeah little yachty and little pump
1: yeah and young thug yeah. and yeah
0: yeah so uh anyway and uh i don't know it's really good it was a really good like teardown of, of bubble wrap but it was it was like i was watching it was like ah oh, it's good to it's good to hear that like that that it's not just like oh hip-hop is this way now and if you're not into it like you're lame and old or, yeah. or if it's like no 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 this sucks and we're aware.
1: <laughs> well, there's a bunch of people who suck always. You know, yep. this is the thing. Is like I think there's a bunch of people who suck always, and like mumble rap is has lowered the bar for entry for people who suck but can be commercially successful. Yep. But isn't there some some greats in there?
0: Yeah, I mean, good for you. Isn't it like Eminem? I don't even like want to listen to his stuff really anymore which is crazy because he's probably my favorite artist of all yeah
1: time. I mean that's he's fallen into this stupid flow yeah every song is the same flow yeah and it's stupid I would love it if he got out of that that would be great yeah well and that's the great thing about Killshot is that he something reawoke in him when mm. someone came at him and I think we just need more people to diss Eminem honestly so that yeah he'll be forced to be good yep um yep, he should
0: be yeah yeah like you can't just be a lyrical genius and write like the best lyrics you have to It. it's like more than that you know <laughs> it like yeah. reminded me that like oh like if you take eminem and put him in a style that's not good it's not good <laughs>
1: well and also honestly like these days even his lyrics aren't even that good like it's like The internal rhyme schemes are still good and stuff, Mm -hmm. but he's just saying, like, stupid stuff, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. he's not, like, like, he's not writing Stan, (laughs) you know? Like, he's not, like, telling you a story about, like, you know, he's just, like, doing, like, you know, oh, like... What if Paula Dean fucked Paula Abdul and I, you know, <laughs> like, or whatever, like he, he just, he'll do these, like, it's all like celebrity references with like four internal rhymes, yeah. you know? I'm yeah, like, interesting. I don't care, Eminem, that you know the names of a lot of celebrities and you can make them all rhyme in creative and intricate ways. Yep. What happened to the, what happened to Lose Yourself or Stan or, uh... Square dance or Square Dance. That's my favorite Eminem song, dude. Let your head down to the track. Yeah, keep yeah, going back. Oh my god. So good.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah
1: yeah. 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 So so yeah, Deke, that's uh that's really good, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really
1: good. Really good.
0: Dude, Christmas is coming up. This is our Christmas episode.
1: Oh my god, it's our Christmas episode.
0: Oh, what have we been doing this whole time? Uh Merry Christmas. We didn't even talk about what we're thankful for. Oh my god. On a <laughs> Christmas
1: episode. Oh no. Um,
0: um what are you uh what is Santa gonna bring you this year, Daniel?
1: A bunch of Zappos boxes showed up at my house. Okay, okay. So I don't know, probably some shoes. <laughs> probably some okay. shoes. Um but I don't Shows. know. We'll see. That's we'll the see. whole thing with Santa is that you don't know what he's getting you. What
0: did yeah? Did Santa get Charlotte anything cool?
1: Santa's about to. Santa's <laughs> Sa- a little Santa's, late. <laughs> Santa's doing that tomorrow. Santa's
0: on that two-day shipping deal.
1: <laughs> no, no. Santa, uh, Santa's buying a couple things in town. Oh, so, okay. Santa, uh, Santa has go. had some success going to this local... Uh, I don't think it's local, but there's like a... It's like a place that sells like fancy lotions and soaps. Mm-hmm um and two years ago santa santa got this big thing of very fancy lotion and that big thing has now been emptied and a request has been submitted that santa revisit that place and reacquire that lotion because it was really good lotion Mm. so some fancy lotion for sure um there's some boots that santa got about five years ago that are old now that need to be replaced Mm. some fancy boots so we're looking at some fancy boots and some fancy lotions those are the primary things um some magnetic charging accessories for the new phone.
0: Sweet, sweet.
1: Um, and uh, oh, and a big blanket has been requested.
0: A weighted blanket?
1: Not necessarily weighted, but like something big that we can both sit on the couch with, and like it will cover both of us. And I have a large body, so that's kind of an ask. Yeah. So I am thinking like a seven foot or bigger blanket.
0: Dude, that's what's up. Actually, we um so funny. We, Have you seen
1: those ones with like the big, thick, knotted ropes, like giant? Yeah, like on the wire so cutter. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. How the, much are those $300 things? Three hundred dollar wire cutter. Three hundred dollar. Maybe two fifty. But yeah,
0: the number one like blanket recommendation on the wire cutter is a weighted blanket. But it's not like cheap weighted blankets that are just like quilted with a weight in them. Yeah. yeah, dumbbells. You know, like on, heavy on all rope. the corners. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just the super freaking heavy rope stuff. Yeah. I don't know, but. We, we had our comforter on the couch yesterday. Yeah. I was loving it. Oh, it was you, awesome. So have you ever watched season, Survivor, Caleb? Uh, forever ago. Like okay. the first season or two.
1: I would recommend that you and your wife get into watching Survivor together. You think so? She would there be are, down because she really Let me tell it, you, but. there are 40 seasons of Survivor. And I can tell oh, you which ones are good because I have seen 29 of them. 40 seasons? How many seasons per year? Two per year. It's been on for 20 years. Okay. I will tell you which ones are good. That is wild. Tell me if you want to start. I will tell you which season to start with.
0: So I have to tell you, yeah. I have this like this is the douchey, snobbiest thing, but I like can't stand ninety-five percent of reality shows.
1: Here's the thing about Survivor. Like, they it's drum up that
0: conflict and it just makes me sick. And then with the commercial cuts and all that stuff, it's so Okay. Like, so here's the deal. Welcome to, to
1: CBS All Access. Okay. You just don't watch any commercials so that's great. Right, that's... but they
0: still like even just hearing that like oh, like something like they give you they like tease something that's bad about it, and then it goes like whoosh, you know, and then it'll come back in and I'm just like screw
1: you. I don't I'm know, really man. kind of angry I about it. I think Survivor it, is much more ethical than your average reality show. Okay. You um, think so? Really? Because there's no like this is the thing with Survivor is like it is a game. Like This is... I don't know how to explain this. Like, there's no judges. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a show with judges or something, like Top Chef or something like that. Yeah. Where it's like, someone's going to win a lot of money, but there's also like... There's like judges getting involved and like doing all this like manipulating the game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just not... I don't know. There's something about Survivor where it's like, if you are good at Survivor you are going to win. Like, if you're better than everyone else, you'll win. And if you're not, you won't. Okay. Right? Like, it's a game that you can be good at. And there's, like, a bunch of game theory stuff in it and, like, a bunch of... I don't know. It's really... It's an interesting game.
0: What are the good up, are the good seasons?
1: Uh, I would start with season 20, I think. Okay. Um, season think 20. Wow. Season 34 was a good... That was the first season I watched. <laughs> Okay. So I watched season 34 and thought it was really good, and that got me real into Survivor. Okay. Um, but yeah, I would say season 20, season 28 is a really good season. Um, I've just recently, we've watched 27 through 29, or sorry, through 31, but we skipped 30 because we got two episodes in and decided we hated the character, or the the cast. I'm mm-hmm. just like, screw this season. I'm not going to watch yeah. this one. <laughs> um, but I have a Discord channel with some friends. Where we talk about Survivor. Okay. It's really good.
0: Interesting, Deke. I'll have to uh, keep that in the old noggin. We're always looking during this COVID time. I'm watching more TV than ever. And I realize that it's like basically after six o'clock. Like, it's like, what else is there to do? Like, I don't want to go in my office. I just want to like eat dinner and And watch Stranger Things. Yeah. And then like watch shows. And I just like, how can I just fast forward the time until it's bright out again?
1: So that's what I, I like TV about Survivor is, is that like we put it on it's very low stakes. If you miss an episode, who cares? Yeah. You know? And like you can like be talking while it's on. You know, cuz there's like you only really need to pay attention for like the votes. Yep. You know. And the rest of it's like, yeah, you know. Okay. It's low stakes. It's good. Really good gameplay.
0: Have you seen Stranger Things?
1: Have I seen like Stranger super
0: old news, things? but
1: uh, I have seen some of Stranger Things. This is the thing: I've skipped a lot of those shows. Ooh, um, big mistake, Deke. I know it's a big mistake, but it's like I don't. I know, like as a person who watches a ton of Survivor, it's stupid of me to say I don't have time to watch them <laughs> I do watch a lot of Survivor. But here's what I here's what I mean by that: I only watch. There are a lot of po- times where I'm playing video games and Charlotte's watching TV. Okay. And during those times, work?
0: like separate rooms.
1: Yeah. So like usually okay. we'll eat and hang out and watch something after yep. dinner and then like around like nine thirty or something. Yeah. I'll be like, I'm gonna go play some games and so then I'll go play some games and she'll like keep watching things. So there's a lot of things that she watched without me because okay. she was watching TV and I was playing games yep. and I'm not like going to make her wait around to watch things, you know? Yeah. Yep, yep. There's a few things where I'll like insist that we're going to watch them together. But okay. I didn't care about Stranger Things when it happened. And so she watched it without me. And so now there's no alone time for me to watch a show. Like I could go into my office and instead of playing video games, just sit alone in my office and watch that show. Yep. But I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. And that's the yeah. thing with, with like once you've missed something and your spouse has seen it already. It's like, well, now there is yeah. no time for me to watch this. Right.
0: Hannah is really good about, like, like she watched through Shits Creek and I watched, like, the first episode I wasn't into it and so she watched the whole thing and then she's like, I really think you'd like it and so we just watched it again.
1: And yeah. She went I, along it, with I it. think for comedies or something that's probably cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yep, know. That's
0: true. Well, with enough I also time, like, I've watched Mad care. Men three times.
1: And, like, there are things that I would ask Charlotte to do that with me for. Yeah. But I don't care enough about Stranger Things to make her do that.
0: Yeah, okay. I'm looking, like, I am in the zone where I'm just, like, savoring every moment of it. And I want, like, what is the next one? Is it is it um, Game of Thrones? Like, is that? Have you not seen
1: Game of Thrones? I haven't. Oh, well then, yeah, that's probably that. Have you seen it? You've seen The Wire, right? No. It's The Wire. The Wire is the next one. Is it? Yeah. The Wire is the greatest TV show of all time. For real? Yes. Okay. Game of Thrones is pretty good, too. And they're both on HBO, so you should get an HBO subscription in a time where you can watch them both in the same month if you don't already have one.
0: Ooh. I've been avoiding all that, all the extra stuff.
1: You can also pirate them. But I'll have to I mean, you could not pirate them because you're a good and law-abiding citizen. Yeah,
0: but Hannah would because she's a... A Criminal. Delinquent. Yeah. (laughs) One of her, our, like, the foundation of our relationship is her, like, like... Arguing with me about torrenting when we were like 13. Isn't
1: <laughs> saying that you weren't allowed to torrent? Yeah. Do you know each other like... since you were 13 or 14? Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Um, when did you yeah. start dating? When we were like,
0: I was like 19. Okay. 18, 19. She dated, we were friends, and then she dated my best friend for years. And you and, bided uh, your time. Yeah. And then like he was, you, you know, he was, he was whatever. Um, and then they broke up and then like six months later, pounce, boom, you know? Yeah. Her dad ran the, um, the summer camp that I worked at like my whole life. Nice. You know, she's like, she's like a royalty over there, you know, like yeah, her dad is like the king. She's the of, kid of the camp. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a guys and girls kid like a separate, the weeks for guys and girls are separate weeks, mm-hmm. you know? So she was like one of three girls on camp
1: during guys week
0: yes for years you know kind of like a prized species Mm -hmm. you know so
1: yeah
0: you know which is actually crazy now because my father-in-law is now like the guy i knew growing up who was like the camp director and Mm -hmm. who i consider like a sage person like one probably one of the most incredible people i've ever encountered Mm -hmm. and uh now he's my father-in-law now everybody just like makes fun of him and he's just like a normal dad and he, you know, I don't know. It's just like, it's just funny to see somebody That's, who was, was like funny. held in such high esteem, still held in high esteem, but is like a different yeah. type, different type that no you know, his kids Not don't much hold deference. him in the esteem that, uh, that his employees did, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it is funny. It's funny. It's funny. funny, funny. funny, funny yeah. I worked funny, with like funny. her brothers and everything. It's totally, you know, it's kind of interesting family situation. Nice. Like she couldn't marry someone who wasn't in the guild. you know? Like, what how would that look? That would be so weird if like
1: yeah, yeah. if I was went, just some chunk who and, like, like ma- didn't understand. Yeah. You know? She went and married some like some guy who like, you know, checks the tightness on fire hydrant bolts.
0: <sighs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, that would not. Mm-mm. mm So yeah, Deke, um, so Merry Christmas to Merry the user. Christmas to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Awkward. Sorry. You want to cue the uh, outro music? Uh, Jingle bells? Yes.
0: Okay. Cueing jingle bells.